0: Welcome to this show, The State of the State of Hawaii. I'm your host, Stephanie Stoll Dalton. Today's topic is uh, about Big Islands, Hawaii's world-renowned Mauna Kea Mountain, is the likely installation of a uh, 30-meter telescope, and always known as the TMT as well. So our expert guest here for this conversation about that, that placement of that important resource for not only earth but the universe is here and he is Sam King. So welcome and mahalo Sam. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So why don't you begin by telling us what is the TMT? Okay (laughs) so the 30
1: meter telescope is a astronomical facility ground-based telescope that has a meter that is 30 meters wide and so the consortium that wants to build it is an international consortium it these the the people that got together were the university of california system caltech the and then the lead scientific agencies in india japan china and canada and so the project is multi-billion dollars and they want to build this telescope on top of mauna kea on the big island and when you the telescopes the you know it's it's kind of I, I am not a scientist i'm an attorney so i asked the scientist guys for all the details but from what i learned you know it's all just about collecting light right so the bigger the telescope the bigger the mirror the more light you can collect faster you can collect it and the sharper images you can get so these next-generation telescopes are way bigger than anything else they've ever built. And the Europeans are building some. There's another American consortium out of Texas that's going to build one, in, that's looking to build one in Chile, which we can talk about in a sec, I think. And so they're all these really, really large 30 meters or more telescopes. And they can, they're so powerful, they look back close to the beginning of the known universe.
0: So, Sam, this telescope, the TMT, is about, has been about, will be about looking, right? Scanning the universe and looking into the universe versus the other work that's listening. That's something else, correct? So, TMT is about the, Can you clarify that?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not the scientist guy, but yeah, it's all, you know, nobody when they do astronomy and space sciences, they're not really physically directly looking at things. They do. But a lot of times it's spectrum of light, right? or they're, they're collecting some other data that you wouldn't normally see with the human eye or human senses. So TMT though will be collecting will be collecting photons. The light will be hitting the instruments. They're not listening for sound waves or anything like that. But it's probably not too different uh, from what you, when you get down to it. So I, there's actually a group which I'm also involved in, uh, the executive director of Ohana Kilo Hoku, and Ohanakilohoku has these sessions where we've teamed up with uh, some people from uh, U- uh, University of California system, where uh, Santa Cruz, and we are able to watch astronomers use the telescopes on Mauna Kea. And so we posted the videos on kilohoku.org's website, and you can see what these guys do. And it's very interesting because they're not looking directly at one little star right there. They're, they're looking at it, but it's not like you're zooming in like it's Star Trek or something, right? Where you're watching it. It's they're collecting light beams and then they're cutting those beams into a rainbow spectra. So that's well, the kind of TMT we'll be doing.
0: That's fascinating, but is that publicly accessible or do you have to have something from the UC to get you in? Nope,
1: nope. So the videos we have online for Ohana Hoku are publicly accessible. They're on, they're on our website. And then we have a registration link you can sign up and you can go and uh, we'll send you an email where as we we work on the program right now we don't have anything on deck but we're working on having some more uh, videos some more partnerships online and then when you register at the current system will send you an email and then that email will have the zoom link and you can jump in and, and watch the show.
0: Oh, that's that's a nice opportunity for those who have interest. So take a look at this website. It's cl- it's gonna stream across the bottom of the screen and yeah, take- this
1: well, this is a different one. So that, that's emo tmt.org. I'll just clarify for your viewers, emuo is a is a separate group, not to confuse anybody. Okay. But ohana is a, is another group that's just an example of of what this what this provides.
0: Okay, sorry, so it's
1: if- trying to confuse you, Steph.
0: Well that's well if somebody goes on your website, can they ask that question and get the link to the next one to the
1: other absolutely. One? I mean they can email me for sure. Yeah, uh, sure. tmt at, at gmail.com. We can definitely send people any information about Ohana, Kilo Hoku. Ohana Kilo Hoku Is a, a separate group that is native Hawaiian supporting astronomy and space sciences oh. in Hawaii. And so it's a yeah, it's a fabulous group. It's it's a ton of fun. Actually, Ibu TMT is much more focused on TMT and whereas Ohana Kilohoku is more about supporting the astronomy industry as a whole. And so it's it's a great, it's a great network, it's a great group. And those videos are are great stuff. And there you go to the uh, and you check out the videos tab and you can you can see those videos and then you can you register at our opportunities page as a section about shadow the scientists. Oh, or cool. shadow the astronomer or astronomy nights. That's that's what it's called.
0: Okay, well, just say it one more time. Maybe Michael can pick it you up. Got,
1: yeah, Michael's got it. OhanaKilohoku.org.
0: Think tech tech fabulous, aren't they? Okay, um, well, tell us a little bit. How did you get involved with this? Since you said you're an attorney, and so now this is a lot. lot yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So speaking of TMT specifically, right, and which is which is a very different thing mm. from the astronomy industry as a whole. Um, so TMT started, I, I, have been watching the TMT issue for a while, um, for a couple of years while I was in law school, especially, cause it just brings up a lot of interesting topics, you know, native Hawaiian rights, native Hawaiian history, uh, land use law, which I specialized in when I was in law school. And, and I, and I worked on that after law school. And so while I was watching it, uh, there was protests in 2015 that prevented the, construction start and then the supreme court overturned the permit because tmt went and got a they got a decision by the board of land and natural resources before the contested case hearing happened which is a process that the blnr had followed previously uh and to the criticism of many people where they were voting on things before they had these contested case hearings and blnr's logic was well we can't have a contested case hearing if we don't do anything so we have to vote first and then have it. So the Supreme Court said, no, 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 you can't do it like that. You got to do contested case hearing first. So in 2015, TMT got overruled because of that. Then they went back. They did another contested case hearing. And then after that contested case hearing, Board of Land and Natural Resources voted to approve it. And then in 2019, TMT tried to build again. And so this is, I mean, we can go over a little bit of this history again, just to explain, you know, and, and maybe it's worth mentioning that the, the the steeplechase that TMT has gone through to get approval. I mean, that, the things I just described are just two minor things. I mean, this doesn't even talk about all the community outreach TMT did, right? The EIS process they went through, two different contested case hearings, the getting a con, uh, conservation district use permit, two Supreme Court cases. It's the, the amount of vetting, this is the most vetted project, I think in the history of the state of Hawaii. And so I got involved in 2019 when I saw the protest happening, and I just I couldn't believe that the state of Hawaii was not enforcing the law and arresting the people blocking the road physically blocking the road, despite the fact that TMT had been approved by the Supreme Court that permits were finalized. And it just upset me I was just like that's it's not acceptable that that this is happening in my state and also the fact that the narrative that was being told was that native Hawaiians were opposed to the project. Whereas the polls that were coming out at the time said that 70% of Native wines supported the project, right? And the polls were not great for that demographic, but they showed that they, they supported it. And I, you know, I've talked to many Native wines and they all tell me, oh yeah, we support it. And, I, and there's plenty that oppose it and plenty of people that oppose it, but not as many as was painted. And so it just drove me up a wall. And so I had to get involved.
0: Okay. Well, you said they they did an IES, an EIS, which is an environmental impact statement. And so uh, were they also doing a a statement about the cultural issues? So as these...
1: The EIS involves that.
0: Were those getting documented too? Absolutely. Critically documented or validly documented too? Absolutely.
1: So the environment, and that was one of the reasons I got involved. So one of the things I wrote Uh, in my op-ed, what triggered my involvement was I wrote an op-ed about the protest and I, with Malia Martin, who was the co-founder of Imua TMT, the group, she, the the lady named Malia Martin had started a Facebook page a few years earlier. And so we teamed up to create the group. And so that op-ed, we called for everyone to come to a rally at the Capitol. And one of the things that you realize is when you read the EIS, you read about how good it is, right? and so how good the project is. And one of the things in the EIS is a cultural impact section by Kepa Mali, who's one of the greatest experts around. And there's actually some stuff in there I don't fully agree with that's more slanted towards the sacredness discussion, which we can cover too. But they did document all of that. I mean, it's been extensively discussed. And the University of Hawaii has done a tremendous job documenting it. It's actually funny that UH gets so criticized now for their management of Mount Kea because they got one bad audit 22 years ago, even even 24 years ago now, and mm-hmm. they improved dramatically. Now, one of the things they do so well is they document all the cultural sites, all the ancient you know, and traditional customary practices of native Hawaiians, including the ads quarry, right? I mean, I don't know if many people know that the native Hawaiians, the ancient Hawaiians used Mount Kea as an industrial site, right? shaving rock at the level that we had at, back in the day uh-huh. but, and these were kahuna priests doing this oh,
0: because yeah. they want to
1: keep the monopoly on the rock is my theory and so because the rock at top of mauna Kea is really hard lava rock so it's the best rock in the islands it's very dense and so they used an area that's about 960 times the size of the tmt site to uh-huh. to mine mauna Kea. and it was all these shavings all around and we know a lot of this because you know, UH is going around doing all these studies, and they're looking at all these things.
0: Well, when did the TMT first go in? What was the beginning?
1: Oh, that is a good question. I think TMT started looking at Hawaii as a location in, like, 2005 around then, and so they, I think they officially started coming in around 2010. And okay. so
0: they were, like, 13, what is it? They there were already 10 or 12? Telescopes up there? There was already a site. Yeah,
1: there's something like 13 telescopes up there already right now.
0: Do you happen to know when all that began?
1: The so. telescope started going up in about the 70s. So back in the late 60s, uh, there were a couple things going on. One of them was that the Big Island got hit by a tsunami. So the economy was devastated. So the business community was looking for new ways to expand, new, new, new ways to generate growth on the Big Island. And one of the things they looked at was astronomy. And so they went to Mount Kea and they, UH did a study and said, this is one of the greatest places in the world to do astronomy. And so then in the seventies, they started looking into it. There's actually a report uh, on a TMT's website. There is a report that was an audit that was recently done. uh, And that audit has a timeline of it. And basically in the 1970s, they built the first telescopes and there was nobody protested at first nobody said anything everybody thought it was great and i'm there's people that we've worked with uh, there's one attorney that's been on Imo team t's panels Kimo stone who's you know he lived on the big island he's you know said like i remember living there people thought it was fantastic that the telescopes are going on i know other people from the big island they they love driving up to mount ikea to play in the snow and the road was only built for the telescopes right you couldn't get up there except if you were riding a horse yeah. and so people thought it was great and then there were some concerns over time about the construction there was stuff left behind construction materials that were not cleaned up trash that wasn't cleaned up and that that started happening a little bit after the development and then it started becoming a political issue you know people that lived on the big island didn't like the telescopes obstructing their beautiful view of the mountains right they're like oh they look like pimples right they, they wanted to live in there Mm-hmm. you call like an idealistic view of what Hawaii was supposed to be whenever they bought the brochure or there are people that started coming up with more political reasons to object to astronomy on Mount Kea. well
0: is this the point at which the sacred issue came up what yeah they-
1: that's about that most of the sacred issues started coming up well I think there have been some discussions about it but one of the things documented by the EIS and by and T's discussions also is that a lot of the religious practices on Mauna Kea that people claim are religious practice, Hawaiian religious practices didn't start until after the TMT contested case hearings. Right? And during the contested case hearings, they interview people that are claiming that the protesters that are claiming these religious practices, and they admit that they, haven't, they didn't start practicing these things until after the TMT protest. And it makes total sense. And this is an important thing to note. Any claim of sacredness of Mauna Kea from a native Hawaiian perspective is based on the kapu religion right the kapu religion was the dominant polynesian religion of hawaii right that all throughout polynesia there was a kapu or a tabu religion that existed it was kind of a system it wasn't fixed there were no set priests right there was a lot of different people and different beliefs different gods everybody had their own gods but that was the kind of the dominant religion of hawaii So when Kamehameha conquered the islands, he started trying to standardize the religion, right? Because before Kamehameha conquered, remember Hawaii wasn't called Hawaii, right? The first documented name of these islands is is not is the Sandwich Isles, right? That was when Cook arrived. He's like, I'm gonna call these islands the Sandwich Isles, right? But, But the actual natives he spoke to called it Atui, right? Because they were talking about Kauai. It was the first place he showed up was Kauai. And so they, he asked them what the name is they said atui but they didn't say these are the hawaiian islands because kamehameha conquered all the islands from hawaii so prior to that conquering there was no hawaiian religion because there was no hawaii kamehameha tried to create a hawaiian religion by imposing his idea of what the kapu system should be and how people should act but then after he died His favorite wife, Queen Kahumanu, who became the queen regent, and the mother of Kamehameha II, Queen Keopualani, Keopualani, uh, they overthrew the Kapu system. Keopualani and Kahumanu didn't like the Kapu system because men and women couldn't eat together. And Kahumanu especially was chafing under the system because she was the regent, and there were certain political decisions made in Hiao that she couldn't attend, she she couldn't eat with the men. So she didn't want to go there. So they convinced Kamehameha II to eat dinner with them publicly in front of all the chiefs. And that resulted in the abolition of the Kapu system, which they called Ainoa, which means free eating. And after that happened, there was actually a civil war in Hawaii where the nephew of Kamehameha I, to whom Kamehameha I had given his war god idol, objected to the destruction of the kapu system because his power was based on the religion, the old religion that Kamehameha was trying to establish, right? And so okay. he said, no, we're going to keep it. And Kamehameha II and his prime minister and his forces, after declaring that the Kapu system was gone and ordering the desecration of all the Heia, the destruction of all, that's why nobody can, you know, all the archaeologists now are upset They all, all the Heia are destroyed It's because Kamehameha II destroyed them all. But when Kamehameha II, uh Kamehameha the First Nephew objected, Kamehame the II's forces went and killed him, and they, they killed them all. And Kamehameha's, you know, this, this guy's, uh, there's a, of the first nephew's wife named Monono, uh, was executed on the battlefield. There's a whole article about it in magazine. Well, Magazine. So the point is that the, the religion was obliterated, right? So there's no, there was not a lot of people practicing it. And to the extent there were, they were practicing it secret and privately, which is fine. But when you fast forward to today... The reality is that from the time of the kingdom, Hawaii has had freedom of religion, right? There's been debates and fights about imposing moral laws. And ironically, the moral laws that the elite were trying to impose were Christian laws, right? The elite converted to Christianity and started trying to impose Christian morals on Hawaii. And Kamehameha III was one of the guys that objected to that. But, but no
0: constant- land in all of this. It gets us into the sacred land
1: problem. That- well, see, the thing is that in, in the Kapu religion, I mean, it was, a, it was a theocracy, right? So they used religion to govern land use, right? It wasn't, but the, and the fundamental point of it all was that all land was sacred, right? The entire state is sacred. All the land is sacred, right? Waikiki is sacred. Waikiki had some of the best water on tarot land in the whole state, and it's owned by the elite Trust, And now it's, and now it's hotels right and the elite trusts are making bank off tourists right and because because we're, hawaiians are adaptive and innovative and entrepreneurial right we're we're out there making money and people want to come here and enjoy the beach so do we and we're happy to put you up for the night if you will pay us for your services that, that's perfectly fine that's a great thing in fact i think it's one of the greatest things because exporting love and fun and aloha how can that is the best thing you could possibly produce. Next two really cool astronomy pictures. Great memories of a trip to Hawaii. I have literally traveled to over 40 countries. I went to Syria, and I saw an umbrella. Syria, there's an umbrella with Hawaii with one eye and a palm tree on it, right? That was the image people had of what was a happy place right i went to zambia and i was eating a hawaiian pizza i don't even like hawaiian pizza that much and i don't like pineapple but they loved the idea of it right and that that is awesome that's a great thing
0: and you've just carved out that the whole that that maybe you've, maybe you've indicated that then the whole sacred con- constraint or issue or controversy is a cherry-picking kind of issue in other words they decide that that Mauna Kea had special activities, whether they were religious or what cultural or what have you, but uh, it's not it's not coming down through the religion, which is what seems to be the message that this is uh, you know established established uh, uh, view of I that.
1: Think the, I think the key thing for viewers to know, for the people of Hawaii to know, for the world to know is that we have freedom of religion in Hawaii. We do not; the state does not establish religions. Mm-hmm in this state, in was, this land. And we never did even from the beginning, the first constitution under commandment of the third, it still, it, it actually mentioned Jehovah and said, you know, you should respect Jehovah, but it said no one will be punished for ignoring Jehovah. Right? right. And the second constitution, they said there's freedom of religion. And that's, that's from the kingdom.
0: Well, it seems that then there are that that usually is considered one of the strands of the controversy. I mean, the cultural issues, the religious issues, you know, that, that involve the sacredness, and then there's the competition with other places that might have mountains comparable to Mauna Kea that this could move away from Hawaii and away from the U.S. and be somewhere else. But it, it seems like the cultural issues and this religious issue have have. Are they playing out their role or are, are they subsiding? Is, I mean, because they've been so strong with all the demonstrations. Is that, or is that my being, you know, you know swayed
1: No, by? no, it, it cannot be resolved. See, the, the objections to TMT are based on movement politics, right? The protesters are using a tactical known as movement politics. And movement politics is about winning. They, every day that TMT is not built, the protesters consider a victory. So they will never stop making up claims about whatever is going on. Every single claim the protesters have ever come up with has been debunked. Mauna Kea is not sacred as a Native line matter, as I've already explained. Yes. Mauna Kea is not, the TMT is not going to harm the aquifer. The protesters are still claiming that. TMT, and I explained the steeplechase, right? TMT went through an environmental impact statement. They went through all the vetting from the, the press. They went through the Supreme Court. There is no reason to believe the protesters are ever going to stop. That being said, there are efforts now in the legislature to try and come up with a way to have dialogue. And, you know, that's a good thing to have dialogue in Hawaii. It's, it's a way we resolve conflict. And that's, that's a good idea. It's just, I always caution people to, to acknowledge that dialogue in and of itself is not useful if the people aren't coming to the table in good faith, right? We already had the good faith dialogue, that's what the contested case hearing is. That's why you had to sit on the stand and answer questions, right? But now the dialogue just being used as a delaying tactic. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'll just wrap with this. The federal government has said through the National Academy of Sciences that the TMT is the most important project for ground-based astronomy in America. And they should team up with the Giant Magellan Telescope, which is the Texas Consortium. They're gonna build one down in Chile. And that's the most important thing to fund. Well, what is You're going to have to go through another EIS process that'll involve another cultural impact component and that'll bring in a lot more money to mitigate the cultural impacts and that if that gets funded, that will push TMT forward again and there'll be so there'll be more conversations about these.
0: Things. Well, what- Okay, and what about the funding? I mean, speaking of topics to come together on, I know that one of the critics of the work is, is, is saying that there ha- in the decision-making process, it's about TMT, uh, the activities surrounding it, that there hasn't been community input, that, that somehow these, these have all been sided decisions or top-down decisions by the managers. Can you talk to that just a little bit about how that works and if he's right? or we could do better than- The
1: protesters have been listened to, they just haven't won. That's why they're upset. There has been community input, they just haven't, they're just not, we're not doing what they want and therefore they're claiming you're not listening to them. TMT is listening to people like me, I'm saying go build, that's excellent and they should do that. And the community in Hawaii in general has consistently been in favor of the 30 meter telescope. So there's been tons of community input. And like I said, I just explained, there was a contested case hearing, Yes. Media coverage. I mean, that is the process.
0: Well, what about this bill, House Bill 2024? What is that bringing to the discussion? And, I believe
1: and- I, I don't have it all on my fingertips, but I believe this is the one where the Mauna Kea Working Group, that was convened by the House of Representatives for the state of Hawaii, is looking at a new managing entity for Mauna Kea. So, right uh, now, the Department yeah. of Land and Natural Resources runs Mauna Kea. They oh. leased the summit oh, to okay. the University of Hawaii and UH. Oh manage it day to day now they're talking about creating a new entity to manage it which is interesting to me if they told me they were going to promise that tmt was going to get built i'd listen to them but the reality is my concern that they're just using this as a delaying tactic right you come up with this new process and then you say oh we got to do this new thing it's going to be great but in the meantime all it does is create uncertainty for the telescopes and they don't want to invest if they don't think there's going to be a lease for them to build telescopes on. So there's ways to do it and you could change the management structure. And, and that's an interesting idea, it's okay. I mean, UH is not the be all end all, but UH has done a really good job. The criticisms of them is, are not well-founded. Well,
0: founded. well now they're stepping up, aren't they, to, to write more reports about- and They're, they're
1: doing, Yeah, they just got a master plan approved by the regents and they, they've just restructured. I mean, they've been doing an incredible job the biggest thing they, that they failed on was preventing the protests. And that's not, that shouldn't have been their job anyway, because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, where right? the protesters have worked themselves into this anger. And there, there are things that were worth objecting to, right? The fact that no, none of the telescopes paid rent. That's an interesting thing to discuss. And TMT is now paying a million dollars in rent a year, plus a million dollars in that's scholarships, cool. plus another million dollars in job training, right? So, and that's great. And that's something that was objected to during the contested case hearing process that was discussed, that was worked out. That's when those things should happen. Now it's just delaying tactics to try and drive up costs and kill the project.
0: Well, tell us now, what, what do you think are the next steps for TNT? We're getting down to just about 45 seconds left. So what are next steps for TNT and what, what do you see the future?
1: Uh, the big thing to do is go to a TMT dot org and sign up for our email list and i'll send you out emails you got to testify that's the big thing so we got to keep the momentum moving we got to make sure uh gets its loose renewed so that there is astronomy on mauna kea and then tmt needs to go apply to the federal government for a billion dollars so that they can get uh national science foundation to come in and fund them that's going to be the next big step
0: so tell me about the billion that's the only thing that'll attract nsf National Science Foundation. What does that mean for them?
1: Yeah. I mean, unless Elon Musk decides to just give us a billion dollars, we're going to need the National Science Foundation to come in and and give funding. So the that's that's where the decadal uh, survey came in. So this big survey that the federal government puts on, looks at all the ground-based astronomy and says what's the most important thing to do, and all these scientists and specialist professors say what it is, and they said it's TMT, and so they're looking at Mauna Kea or Spain, but Right now, TMT is committed to Mauna Kea and Mauna Kea is clearly the better site. And I want it here. We want it here. And I, want so, it, I
0: want it diversifying our economy is what we're all about, isn't it? And certainly to take this away is going to get in the way of that.
1: And it's and it's also about the perpetuation of Hawaiian culture through contribution. It's mm-hmm. really, you know, our ancestors sailed here by the stars. And that's that's what we do. We're, we're navigating space by using the telescopes to navigate the stars. And that's awesome. That's a great story and it'll create tons of job opportunities right here at home for our kids for my kids and that's something we should celebrate and I do celebrate And I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work out it's gonna be great but it does require people to s- stay engaged
0: well I I think that's beautiful that you said that Sam because the 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 stars the story of the stars especially Hawaii's of, of of a of for our nation to represent that that heritage. That's a huge cultural heritage, it's very important. And that's made it confusing to understand where the protest was coming from since that's been important to the Hawaiians moving around. In
1: the As, Ocean. Uh, everybody's trying to claim to be the native Hawaiians, but the reality is native Hawaiians are not required to agree about everything. They're all just people, right? And we're all members of this democracy and we all have equal rights. And so we're not required to be one voice, right? Nobody asks the Japanese or the Koreans to all agree on stuff, right? Or or the howlis, right? Like, we're all all different people. We don't have to agree. And so, but everybody wants to capture it so that you can claim the mantle. But in the end, the truth is that there's a story to tell that's positive from this whole thing. And you can tell a negative story, and the protesters are, and I choose not to do that. I choose to tell a positive story. And that story is that we can perpetuate the greatest aspects of our navigational heritage through contribution to modern astronomy with these fantastic instruments. It's, it's so cool. I mean, I can't wait to see what the universe was like back when it was born.
0: From a paddle in a canoe. Or see the- life
1: on other planets. Pardon me? They're going to look for life on other planets. With that this
0: was That's why it's so amazing that Hawaii could be at Mauna Kea, not only um, for the Earth, but only for the country USA, having this tremendous uh, work, but also having the first uh, universal connection made through through that point in time, which would be just phenomenal. But um, um, I thank you so much. This has been a fascinating conversation. I'm kind of stumbling here because I got another bunch of questions to ask. Up Maybe we'll have to do another uh, talk together, um, especially as our questions come in and uh, more news um, is generated. But Thank you very much for participating in Think Tech Hawaii and uh, being on this show, the state of the state of Hawaii. And I'm your host, Stephanie Stoll Dalton. And uh, thank you, viewers. Uh, we really appreciate your attention. And aloha, everybody. <music>